0: Here's Pastor Ed with a brief preview of today's edition of Voice of Faith.
1: We are to occupy. We are to serve. We are never to forget about the mission of the church. Sometimes we push God's agenda aside, and we just follow our own agenda. And God is saying, don't do that. Keep His agenda at the forefront Don't forget, to be ready means to be
0: committed. The holiday season is always a busy time. There's no denying it. In the midst of the hustle and bustle, however, are we keeping God's agenda in mind or are we too focused on what needs to be done for ourselves? In today's message, Pastor Ed reminds us that Jesus will be coming again and that we should always keep our focus on his mission and his purpose for the world that he loves. God calls us to be committed and to be ready for His return at any time. Let's join Pastor Ed in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 24, verse 42, with part one of his message entitled, Getting Ready for the King.
1: We begin a series leading up to Christmas. It's Advent. And Advent simply means the coming of the Lord, the coming of the Messiah. Jesus... When he came the first time, took people by surprise. They weren't quite expecting where he came, the way he came. So many missed it. But that will characterize also his second coming. Turn with me to Matthew chapter 24, the words of our Lord Jesus speaking to us about his return. Matthew chapter 24, beginning to read in verse 36. No one knows about the day or hour, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. As it was in the days of Noah, so it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. For in the days before the flood, People were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage up to the day Noah entered the ark and they knew nothing about what would happen until the flood came and took them all away. That is how it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. Two men will be in the field. One will be taken, the other left. Two women will be grinding with a handmill. One will be taken, This describes the second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He came the first time just like he had promised and he will come again just like he prophesied. This is one of my absolutely favorite times of year. I mean it's just so beautiful. The changing of the leaves over the past month. The changing of the seasons I like the brisk cold weather not too cold the snow on the ground when it comes not too much just enough I enjoy getting together with family with friends mealtime, fellowship time it's a beautiful time it's also a busy time We go from grandma's house to our house, to work, to the mall, to church, trying to find time to buy gifts for everyone. It's an enjoyable time, the giving and the receiving of gifts. But in the midst of all the beauty and all the busyness, we can literally fall asleep spiritually. Advent is like an alarm clock to wake us up, to remind us that Jesus Christ is coming back again. That as he came the first time, he will come a second time. Jesus tells us in this particular portion of Scripture, there's two things that will help us be ready. Two things that will help us Be prepared for when he comes, the first that he mentions. is His return is going to be sudden, the suddenness of his return. Watch therefore, for you do not know when the master of the house is coming, in the evening, at midnight, at the crowing of the rooster, or in the morning, lest coming suddenly he find you sleeping. And what I say to you, I say to all, watch. Over and over again, we're told that Jesus Christ is coming. In the last book of the Bible, in the last chapter of the last book, almost the last verse, it says, Revelation 22, 20, He who testifies to these things says, Surely I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus, John responds. When Jesus Christ comes, it's going to be a surprise. It's unpredictable. You can't predict it. The text says that in Matthew 24, 36. No one knows about the day or hour, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but the Father only the unpredictability of Christ's coming. Yet, we think we know more than the Word. Again and again, we think that we can figure it out. Back in 1000 A.D., when we were turning a millennium, there were those in the church that said, Christ is coming at 1000 A.D., And then as we turn to the second millennium, 2000, everyone was predicting catastrophe in the coming of the Lord. We can go back into just a couple of decades ago. I remember in 1988, people in our church where I was pastoring becoming frantic. 88 reasons why Jesus was coming in 1988. And then Family Radio jumped on the band with Howard Camping. 1994, Jesus is coming. And even the scholar Hal Lindsey, a biblical writer, said he must come before the year 2000. Well, remember what Jesus said in Matthew 25, 13, So you too must keep watch, for you do not know the day or hour of my return. We simply can't pinpoint the day, the hour, the year, the decade. We don't know. Listen into Jesus' conversation before he ascends to heaven. He's speaking to his disciples, to his apostles. Listen to his words. So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? He said to them, It's not for you to know the times or seasons the Father has fixed by his own authority. It's interesting. We think we can know what the angels don't know. We think we know what Jesus didn't know in the days of his incarnation when he was the God-man walking the face of the earth... His omniscience was limited, but yet he knew the scriptures better than anyone. We think we can discover what God has hidden and said is a mystery until the moment it happens. No, you don't, and I don't know when it will happen, but it will happen. Not only is it unpredictable, but it is unexpectedness. There's an unexpectedness about it. It's going to be a surprise. In Matthew 24, Jesus looks back to the book of Genesis. He looks back to Noah and the flood. Listen to his words very carefully and see it within its context. As it was in the days of Noah, so it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. For in the days before the flood, people were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage... What, what's that? What's happening there? They're simply doing joyous things that are part of life. They're eating and drinking, what we were doing at Thanksgiving. Hopefully drinking, not the wrong things. <laughs> eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage. And the text goes on to say, Up to the day Noah entered the ark, And they knew nothing about what would happen until the flood came. It took them all away. That is how it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. Life is going to be as usual. This text talks about the stuff that life is made up of. And that's the way life is going to be. Things just going on as usual. And then suddenly Christ is going to come back unexpectedly just like in the time of Noah Uh, yes they had heard the preaching of Noah we know that Noah was a preacher of righteousness from 2nd Peter 2 5 he he preached about sin and righteousness and the coming judgment Uh, with every plank that he put on the boat he was proclaiming judgment is coming but the people of that day closed their eyes closed their ears, hardened their hearts, and refused to listen. And so when it came, the day of judgment, they were caught unaware, suddenly carried away in the wrath of God, carried away in a moment of judgment, and it was too late. And Jesus said that's the way it's going to be when he returns. People just going on, suddenly he's going to return, and judgment is going to come. It's business as usual. What Christ was saying is this. You're not going to get an advance warning. Now some of you have been spending a lot of time in the stores lately. And you hear the announcer coming on, the store manager. We will be closing in 15 minutes. You're not going to get any warning like that when Jesus Christ returns. In 15 minutes, he's coming back. You're not going to be able to cram and suddenly get it all done, all in a moment. No, no, no. He's going to come suddenly. Hudson Taylor described it this way, and I love the way he says this. Since he may come any day, it is well to be ready every day. That's what Jesus wants us to do. He wants the church to be continually ready. That that doesn't mean that we are biting our nails. We are on edge. We are constantly sitting at the edge of our seats. No, no, that's not what he's referring to when he speaks about being ready, when he speaks about being prepared. The preparation for the king's return I think Paul says it well in Ephesians when he says, Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. God tells us, use your time wisely. We think we're going to live forever. Well, I know we don't think that way, but we do act that way. It's not until we're confronted with our own mortality. The death of a family member. The death of a friend. And for a moment, we remember that life is brief. That life is short. That in a moment, we can be gone. But we soon forget... And we go on with business as usual, not remembering that this life is just a brief moment and Jesus is calling us to live for eternity. He says, be ready. In Matthew 24, 44, so you also must be ready because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you do not expect Him. What does it mean to be ready? Well, I believe, first of all, it means to be ready committed. Committed. Being about the Father's business. In Luke 19.13, it says he summoned ten of his slaves and gave them ten pounds and said to them, do business with these until I come back. We are to occupy. We are to serve. We are never to forget about the mission of the church. Sometimes we push God's agenda aside and we just follow our own agenda. And God is saying, don't do that. Keep his agenda at the forefront. Don't forget, to be ready means to be committed. We hit a bump in the road, a bump in the journey of life, be it good, be it bad, and it throws us off track. And our commitment wanes. Our fervor dissipates. Suddenly, the glowing passion of service becomes a mere past memory. God calls us to be ready, to be committed at all times and always to the mission and to the ministry and to the work that he has called us to do. Be Committed. Don't let the changing seasons of life, the ups and downs of life, disturb and distract and keep you from being committed to the Lord. I like uh, what R.A. Torrey says The imminent return of our Lord is the great Bible argument for a pure, unselfish, devoted, unworldly, active life of service, if we keep in mind that he is coming, he's going to return. He's going to come for a church without spot or wrinkle. It's an incentive for us to live a pure life. He that has this hope keeps himself pure, holy, devoted to the Lord, It's not only being committed because you could be committed but not connected. It's possible to be caught up in the work without being caught up in the Lord. It's possible to love the work without loving the Lord of the work. God calls us to be connected. I remember, I'm old enough to remember those rotary phones. I remember when they first put him in our house, we were so excited, you know, have this phone call, our friends or whatever. And then when there was an important phone call, you had to wait by that phone. And then they came up with answering phones. And then they came up with call forwarding. So you could leave your house and be at your work or you can call your home and receive that message. And then they came up with cell phones. Those cell phones... Mean that people can call you at any time. If they have an important message and you know someone's gonna call you, you can simply have that cell phone with you and be ready. That's what Jesus is saying here. Be connected. Every cell in our body, given over to the Lord Jesus Christ on that altar of sacrifice, so that when He speaks and when He calls, There's a response. Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Speak, Lord, for I'm ready to obey. God calls us to be responsive. C.S. Lewis said precisely because we cannot predict the moment, we must be ready at all moments. That's what Jesus is saying. Be ready ready to heed, to hear, to listen to the voice of the Spirit. Jesus questioned whether people would be connected in that last day before he returned. In Luke's gospel, he said, I tell you, he will see that they get justice and quickly. However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? The implication and indication is that faith will wane. Because iniquity will abound. People caught up in the world. Rather than living for the Lord. And so be ready. Be committed. Be connected. Be ready. And he says, be awake. Be awake. In Matthew 24, 42... The English Standard Version says, therefore, stay awake. Stay awake. You know, it's so hard sometimes to stay awake with all the beauty of this time of year and all the busyness. We get caught up in the dream, the American dream. When you're asleep, your eyes are generally closed, you're... Uh, not aware of anything around you going on. The world is going around in your mind and you, you dream. And you're not aware of what's happening around you. And what Jesus is saying is people have to stay awake and not live in a dream world. The American dream is going to turn into the American nightmare when Jesus Christ returns. It's going to be a time of judgment. People in their dreams, they're so comfortable, they're pulling over their comforters, they're getting all snuggy, they don't want to wake up, they keep on pressing the snooze button, uh, 10 more minutes, 10 more minutes, 10 more minutes, and they don't want to come awake, they don't want to awake to the fact that this present world is going to disappear, that the houses we have, the savings accounts that we've accumulated, the achievements that we've achieved, one day, everything in this world will be gone. And only what's done for Christ will last. We will face a rude awakening, a reality. And we'll stand before God And everything that we thought so important will suddenly be seen in light of eternity. Will be seen in light of God. And Jesus is saying, stay awake. His message to the church of Sardis in the book of Revelation, the epistle that John took as Jesus dictated to him, to the church of Sardis was this. Listen to the words very carefully. Wake up, strengthen what remains, and it's about to die. For I have not found your deeds complete in the sight of God. Remember, therefore, what you have received and heard. Obey it and repent. But if you do not wake up, I will come like a thief. And you will not know at what time I will come to you. These words were very significant to the church at Sardis. They had a fortified city. They lived, as it were, on the top of a mountain. There was only one way up by a long, narrow passage that could be defended by a small army. The other side was just all rock. It was thought no one could climb that rock but twice in the history of Sardis skilled warriors climbed and scaled the rock and found the guards asleep not watching and the city was overthrown twice and so they would often say it was like a thief in the night Jesus was saying he's going to come when people least expect him
0: We've all heard the cliche phrase, Jesus is the reason for the season. But the question is this, is he? Is Jesus the center of your life? Or is Christmas just one of the two times during the year that you visit the church? Are you a part of the body of Christ? During the Christmas season, there are many opportunities to stop and reflect on the greatest gift of all. But like all gifts, it's only enjoyed when you receive it. The important part of this season is being sure that you have a personal relationship with Jesus. Are you ready for the King? Have you received the upward call? We'd like to invite you to join us at Faith Assembly for worship on Sunday mornings at 9 and 11 a.m. or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. For driving directions and more information, log on to voiceoffaithradio.com and follow the link to Faith Assembly. Or feel free to give us a call at 845-462-5955. That's 845-462-5955. Well, that's all the time we have for today. You've been listening to Voice of Faith with Dr. Ed Jones. Dr. Jones and the entire congregation at Faith Assembly would like to wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year.